it's good to, here. Man, it's good to be back. It's good to it's good to be back. Good to be back on on American soil. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> good old American soil. American soil. It, it's good to be back. Now, like Nigerian soil is fine though. I don't, I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not Nigerian soil. Nigerian soil is great. Yeah, Nigerian's got great soil. But yeah, no, it's good to be back. Good to be back. Started to come with the shits. Did you get a chance to listen to any of the episodes? I did. I did. How'd we do? No, it was good. I couldn't like it was it was a good day for me to be out because I couldn't talk about WrestleMania for like an hour. <laughs> I would be in the back sleeping or something. Just cause like I just don't I'm like I said, I'm not, I'm not anti wrestling. I'm just not in it like that no more. That's fair. So uh, that's fine. And the movie thing, that was cool. Like the movie T V thing I did, that was also cool. So yeah, it was good. It was it was good. Like it was, that was a very niche episodes. Gotta be. Gotta have the uh, you know the very special episodes while the one of the hosts of the show. Your name is in the title. I can't just yeah, I have like regular shows with I your know. name. I know, I know. It's fine though. It's, I, that's why that's why I was like people are like can ask you know is yeah if I'm in the show like I have to change the entire title of the show because I'm in the fucking title. <laughs> just get rid of me. Can't get rid of you unless we just trademark state your take and then. Then it's a, then it's a, all bets are it off. Just, it, just, it just feels wrong. Though. It does feel wrong. It doesn't yeah, it feel, it doesn't flow. It's not the brand. Nope. Coming to you live from Ed's living room, you're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. Shout out to Young Corona, aka Young Steve. Corona. Yeah. Shout out to Yams, aka James, for stepping in. Stepping in. While Ed was away. It did a bang up job, guys. A pat yourself on the back, like Barry Horowitz style. <laughs> just, just pause, put your hand out, and just. No, it was great. It was yeah. a lot of fun. It was, t- it was fun talking about Mania. It was fun talking about movies and television. It was fun pontificating about Endgame. Have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet. I have to wait till Mania gets back, which will be on Tuesday. Oh, I'm seeing it Monday morning. Yeah, no, I need, no, I need, I'm saying off social media because I know one of you fuckers is going to try and ruin this shit for me. So apparently, Lashawn McCoy is the worst human being alive what do you do he spoiled it on Ooh. twitter Man. but here's the thing he's such a dumbass that he spelled so many words wrong that even if you tried to filter out and mute certain words it would have been futile because he was spelling so many words wrong talk about this amongst your friends like you have friends you can talk to about this if you, i don't think he does no he does he's Lashawn mccoy like you can buy friends or buy a hooker or tell her about this shit. <laughs> or you can no. buy some hitmen to take out your girlfriend. I mean... That's right, talking? I said it. I mean, what are we talking about? I said it. I mean, what are we talking about? And you can about? tell him I said it. What are we talking about? But you have friends to talk about. I hate when people go on Twitter because it, there's a special place in hell for you. If you're if you're tweeting spoilers to Endgame, there's a special place in hell for you. Yeah, like, absolutely. I hope the next time that, that, that the fingers snap that you're the one to dust. Ooh. Like that's just you. Why? Why would you even do it? Like you know, people are waiting for this shit forever. What's the point? It's a great way to get negative attention, but attention nonetheless. If you do this, go fuck yourself. Please, please go fuck yourself. You are back. I am back from the motherland, cradle of civilization, cradle of motherfucking civilization. How was your trip to the? Uh... It was good. It was good. Where did um, you go? Nigeria. Nigeria. Yeah, okay. I went. To, um, I was actually in my um, in my village in Emo State. It's like, I guess people don't know the geography of it, but it's 
I want to say maybe four hours, four hours outside of Vegas if the roads are good, and it could be all day if the roads are bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was out there um, with my family, and it was good. Uh, my, oh, I went out there because my sister slash associate producer had a traditional marriage. <laughs> okay. So that's why we went out there. And um, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Like from the point we touched down in Nigeria to the point that we left again, her fiance, Darlington, um, and their family took care of us. Like if if her if the way that Darlington took care of us anyway that she'll take he'll take care of my sister, then I have no problems. Rolled out the red carpet. Rolled out the red carpet. Like he had everything just set up for us. He had like a hotel room set up for us, security, like who told us where to go. Yeah, I hooked us up with people that were there. I mean, like literally, he just we we like we had he gave us we had no we had no worries with him at the helm. Mm. So he just took care of everything and like it was some real boss shit. So shout out to you, brother in law. Good D- job. Does he listen to the show? I mean, he will because like he's married to the associate producer now, so he has to. Listen he kind of has to, yeah. Yeah, like if not listen to it, he's gonna hear at least this part, right? So yeah, shout out to you. Yeah, shout out to you, brother. Shout out to you. Um, um, while you were gone, just to intercept really quick, Nigerians really had a a great week this week because your boy Toby Wigway is that yeah. you say his name? Yeah, came out and did a show. No, I saw one billboard in like right off of Highway Six. Other than that, didn't really see much marketing for it. Mm-hmm. Sold out the motherfucker. Yeah, on four twenty. I can see that. And he got a day now. He got bars. You no, know, they gave him a day. The mayor came out and gave him a day. 420 is now Toby Day. Oh, damn. He got 420 as a he day? He got 420 as his wow. day. They give it out days. That's so a dub, bro. Here, it's a, it's a total That's dub. A dub for, you got 420 be Toby Day. Shout out to you, fam. That's a dub. But here's the thing. Okay. We got to get a day. Man, that's going to... You and I have to try to get a day somehow. That's... We'll, no, we'll, no, it's something to aspire for. I'm not against it. We have to at least try. I'm not against it. We already, I already have Ned, but that's like Ned. I'm still, I'm still working on trying to get that like National I mean, Errands yeah, Day. You need like more. I think you need to work on your copyright and you need like you need a logo or something. I'm working on it. Yeah, but there's 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 paperwork that needs to be yeah. filed out. But I mean, the idea is there, and there's already a groundswell. Like people know Ned. Like okay. you ask about Ned, and you ask about National Errands Day, the people know about it. Okay. But that's neither here nor there. But I just wanted to put that in your head. Put that oh, no. idea, that seed in your head. I feel like Let's try to get a day. I feel like we have to try to do with Sylvester Turner because he, he gives them away like hotcakes. Bro, they're giving away days. He no, like, he gives away days. Like between him and East Park, you can you can just get a day for just I don't know. I'm pretty sure Meek Mill got a day in uh like New York. No, I'm talking about Houston. No, like, but I'm saying though, it's like Meek Mill's not even from New York, but he still got a oh, day. Yeah. They're just giving away days. Yeah. There's 365 of them. Yeah, we, we could get at least one in Houston, at least, right? At least Houston or Jersey. I mean, probably not. Why not Jersey? Uh, just because, like, I feel like there's we we have a better we have a better like Jersey's Jersey's not really representing for me. Like, they're not putting on. You could look at the stats. You can see who's listening. It's Damn. it's mostly Houston. Yeah, it's really disappointing. Jersey, what's up, dog? Because he, I would. Does that does that hurt? It hurts. It has to hurt because you've been out here repping for Jersey all the time. A lot. Oh, you got the Devils shirt on right now. Got it on they right trash, now. Trash. I, I hear they are garbage. And you still got the shirt on. Are you putting on for Jersey? They just ain't putting on back for you. God no, damn. they're not. God damn, Jersey. <sighs> Come on, where y'all at? I mean, they didn't really like me when I was there. But so. even still, though, like you gotta, you're putting on, but like you gotta rep for your people now. True. 
Like, True. We didn't like Mike Jones, but I mean, I didn't like y'all didn't fuck with Mike Jones like not that? really. But I mean, people we we claimed him when people say he was friendly. I was like, yeah, he's he, he's with us. He was hot for a time. He was, he was with us, but yeah. Um, I'm not gonna talk about everything I did in Nigeria right away because it's a lot. I know I, we got a lot to talk about. It's a there. lot, so like I'm not gonna do it all in one. Do you want to live a little cliffhanger for for part two? Um, I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about right now. I'm gonna talk about like my flight, and I'm gonna talk about the wedding itself. Okay. So the flight I haven't fl- I haven't flown um, internationally like in a long time. Yeah, flewed out. Flewed out. <laughs> I flew out to. We flew out to. We had a layover. Like it was, a, it was like a 21 hour flight altogether. Like a, I don't know if that math is right. It's like 21 to 19 hours. Did you have a nice business class? No, which I realized I'm going to have to look into later because. Yeah, you got to do that. Because the thing is, is like when he, we bought the tickets, my little brother bought all three tickets. So he bought the tickets up front and I paid him back for my ticket. And it was for me, my me, my older brother and um him. So he bought three tickets. I paid him back my ticket. Um, and so he had us all sitting in a row, like the same row. The only problem is that we're all very large individuals. Mm. So even though like we knew each other, we were literally on top of each other. Thick with three C's. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we were in that bitch like thick, thick. So at, when you're like in the sixth or seventh hour of the flight, you think of like, maybe I should think about this first class thing. Mm-hmm. Cause that shit was. And you're only six hours in. It was uncomfortable though. I bet. It was uncomfortable. Did they feed you? They feed us? Yeah. Oh yeah, they fed. No, the food was great. It was it was pretty good. What like, airline did you fly? We flew Air France slash KLM, which is part of which is part of Delta. I guess like, I think that they guess under the umbrella. Yeah. Of whatever. So you, the, the the food was good. I saw a lot of movies. Um, I saw movies I would never watch. So I just watched them because I was there. Like for instance, Uncle Drew was funnier than I thought it would be. Uncle Drew. It was funny because they're on they're on the joke. Like they're in on the joke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so you can't not, take it seriously. Yeah, they, they're in on it too. Like there was a like they had a joke about Chris Webber on there that I thought was hilarious. <laughs> like it was they're in on the joke too. So it wasn't that bad. All right, I'll check it out. But um, hold your nuts. Yeah, it's not it's not a great movie. I don't like it's amazing, but it's not as it's not that bad. But um, uh, they we landed we landed in um we went we had a layover in Paris and they went from Paris to Lagos, which I have a gripe about. Because I'm tired of all these airlines giving us shitty ass planes to go to Lagos. Oh, you got the little uh, Cessna. They got a fucking like, plane. It was like we had like a jet, or a regular like Boeing, whatever jet going to from America, from Houston to Paris. And then we get like a propeller plane, a fucking crop duster, to take us to Nigeria. What the <laughs> fuck is that about? Like, stop giving us shit planes. <laughs> Like I didn't get a discount on the ticket. I don't need to be on like a shitty plane to Nigeria. Like I'm tired. I happened. I remember it happening when I was younger too. Like we flew Lufthansa, and it was the same shit. It's like we had a nice plane going to Amsterdam, and then we have this like shitty ass plane going up to Lagos. Stop it. It doesn't uh, doesn't add to the adventure aspect of it all. No, <laughs> it's fucking terrible. I'm already I'm already like piled in this fucking plane. Is it help that I'm on this? That's like a shittier plane going to Lagos now. The fuck is that about? Like I don't have a cheaper ticket. If you give me a TV ticket, I'd be like, okay. But it's the same fucking price. I feel that. No, I feel that. Fucking Delta, get your shit together. Well, let's get it. Let's step it up, Delta. Fuck. So you get to Nigeria. Right. And by the way, when you get to Nigeria, like it smell America on you. Mm. Like they know that you're an American. Like I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a smell, a look at my face. It was the uh it was the the lightning cream that you had on your face from the uh, Black China line. Stop it. 
Um, <laughs> did you see anybody there with it? No, I don't know. I don't know if they did because like, um, one one way you can tell is they check their neck or their hands because they can't get in their knuckles. So oh, their knuckles yeah. would be a lot darker. Right. So yeah, I probably did because you could tell like they have like dark ass knuckles and they have a light face like you're using and shit. Interesting. So like just check their elbows and their knuckles. Right. Just, fun fact. Just pro tip. <laughs> but um. So they smell America. They smell the money on you. Is that what you're saying? I don't know if they smell the money. Yeah, I don't the know. privilege. I don't have the money. Maybe they just smell like I don't know the barbecue. I don't fucking know what it is. <laughs> they smell something. They know I'm American. Like cool. So for instance, we were walking out of the airport. Um, like we're we're just on the six hours. Like I use the bathroom, so I'm looking around for a sign. Looks for the re- I'm looking for the restroom. I see a sign that has a restroom playing downstairs. Before I could say the restroom's downstairs, my brother asked someone, "Hey, where's the bathroom?" They point down the stairs. So we all go down the stairs. I already saw the sign. We all go down the stairs. We use the bathroom. As we're coming out, I was revisioning the bathroom. The same person comes downstairs and falls, in, falls outside the bathroom and asks, "Like, do you have anything for me?" Uh, like what? Like, do you have anything for, anything for your sister? To quote her, it's like, no, don't. She's like, you like you brought like him to America. Bring you bring nothing for me. I was like, I just went to the bathroom. This is a lady. It's a lady. And she's like, asking if you had anything for her. Yeah, she wanted a tip for what the sign did. Like, I didn't need her to find the bathroom, but she wanted a tip for oh. me. Yeah, yeah. Do you have wow. anything? Do you have anything for me? I'm like, no, I don't. My brother, my little brother had a great idea though. He started just handing out blessings. Like he's like, everything is like, yeah, God bless you. Nice. Yeah, he said. So people were getting very annoyed with him. It was really funny watching that. I bet. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I got. He's like, God bless you. Now you know to bring next time. You just bring a little like three by five, like little business cards with prayers on them. I'm gonna bring holy water. Like I'm just yeah, just <laughs> I'm bring holy water. I'm just like just a squirt them. bottle, just yeah. right in the face like a cat. Yeah, I actually saw a priest have like a um a squirt bottle of holy water, which felt very it felt it felt wrong. It's efficient though. It felt wrong though. It's right. like you can't just spray the congregation with like it's like not? you're not watering a fern. Why like, not? Just open your mouth real quick. Oh no. I, but, what if they had like a super soaker and they just sprayed the whole crowd that, like at be, a concert? That'd be kind of fun see i don't know but i think i i'd be okay with super soaker more so than like the watering fern thing we'll keep that in but mind. i guess that's just preferences yeah it's just preferences all right so we, we we get past that lady and we're walking towards customs and there's like a random kiosk there that no one's manning and then like a random guy just walks up and sits at the kiosk and when we go there he asks like where's your do you have a yellow fever card and i was like no his, and he's, he's asking, he tells me that, you know, this country's endemic with yellow fever. He doesn't know that I'm a health professional. I know that he's lying. It's not endemic for yellow fever at all. What is yellow fever? Yellow fever is something, I think it's more, I think it's something, it's, it's a sickness that's probably more associated with like, I think, I think it's more associated with Asia, but it's not Nigeria because the thing is like I went through, like you can get malaria in, in Nigeria for sure. Is that when you're like obsessed with the yellow starburst? Because I have yellow fever then. Because I love the yellow starburst. Nobody else likes them. That seems more fun. I I have no problem with it. I'm going to go with that. Okay. That seems like a way more fun thing to have than actual yellow fever. I have yellow fever. Yeah, we'll go with that. But he's he's asking for my yellow fever card. And he's just like, I'm like, no, I don't have a yellow fever card. He's like, we're not supposed to let you in if you have a yellow fever card. I'm not supposed to let you in the, in the country. And he's like, but I'm going to let you in anyway. I'm like, of course you are. I'm going to let you in anyway. (laughs) Who are you, bro? This guy with no name tag. You don't have a badge? Nothing. Just a guy in plain clothes walking. I'm going to let you in anyway. I'm going to break international law just because I think, I like the cut of your jib. (laughs) 
I'll let you in. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Did you have to get like uh, any shots before you left? No, but I did get. I didn't get shots, but I got like anti-malaria medication. Right. I have to take. I'm still taking it. I have to take like a week after you return. And you take like. You oh, take so you're not even before. clean, clean yet. I mean, I'm fine. What am I'm, I doing? I'm gambling with my life right now. It's not. It's by mosquito fool. <laughs> This is this is the reason why they don't people don't take it seriously. People think we live in huts and shit because you're doing this dumb ass shit right now. This is why people take it seriously. That's why we can't get sponsors. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so we get past that guy. Um, we go to customs, talk to like the guard or whatever. Um, and I thought, and I thought that it was a bigger deal. They say you can't travel with more ten thousand dollars on you. Right? Cash. Yeah, you can't travel more than that. Ten thousand American. Yeah. You're not supposed to. I mean, I don't even have. I've, I've never even touched. $10, also, $10. not a problem for me either. <laughs> not a problem. Like I was like, I'm good, whatever. But I didn't know that they just make you check a box. Like it's like, do you have two thousand? You just check no, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I could have like racks just taped to my body. <laughs> if I have, do you have, do you have, have two thousand? Nah, I'm good. You could be Floyd Mayweather, draped in nothing but Gucci, standing <laughs> on a pile of ten thousand dollars. Right. Just have you have more than ten thousand dollars? No. No. Oh, you're okay. Go you're ahead. fine. Go ahead. Let him in, Johnson. Yeah. So he didn't have his yellow fever card, but he's okay. He's okay. We let him in. He he looks he looks okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, we go th- we go past customs. We go to baggage claim. You get the baggage claim. Like everyone's asking help with your bag, so you just have to say no to everyone. Um, like no, 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 no. I go outside. Everyone's asking for taxi, taxi, taxi. No, 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 no. And then I see like my um daughter's brother like in the um distance and he's just like we just went that way just gave you the wave over thing is like Darnton's, Darnton's brother George is just like he just does whatever he, he like I like him a lot he does whatever he wants but it's not like in a really aggressive way he's just I'm gonna do what I do and like, he, like we were driving with him through um Legacy he's just he's getting honked at a lot but he's just cutting people off because mm. like they don't really obey like well, street laws like we do so he's not driving any crazy than anyone else is yeah but he's just doing what he feels like he's just like I'm gonna drive here I'm gonna drive here, and people are honking. He's like, "Whatever, I don't care." Like, I'm doing what he doesn't want to. Like, or if he goes like to a line somewhere, he'll just walk to the front of the line. He'll like move, like he'll just move like the little barricade things and just goes where he wants to go. Who do you think has more confidence, a Nigerian man or a straight white man, a straight white American man? That's tough. That's like a head-to-head. That's tough. I feel that's tough. We should get we should get them in in a room together and just have a confidence off i think nigeria i think nigerian man you think so i think i think the i think that the the white american man can get away with more but like just if you ask them like what you can do a nigerian man thinks you do way more shit probably just off top so okay. i'm going go nigerian man. all right yeah we'll figure that out one day we'll have we like a we'll have like a tournament we will yeah round robin tournament that'd be fun that would be fun but yeah so so your man's driving all crazy you know driving crazy he's just he's just not giving a fuck about anyone else not giving a fuck like it's not really crazy. He's like going like a little bit below the speed limit. And you guys so, were heading to the hotel. He went to the hotel, yeah. So he went to the like so he went to the hotel. But how was the hotel? Was it nice? It was okay. I mean, it was it was it was like a pit stop though because we were staying Lagos. We went we we drove we flew to um we flew from there to like the the town that we stayed at. We spent most of the time there, so we just oh, stayed okay. Lagos for like a day. All right. So that was just like the flight. That was just like the flight part. That was, yeah, that was like the the pit stop. Yeah, it was layover. A pit stop. Yeah, so like that was nothing. Okay. But, um so we're, so that was my that was my um experience with Matala Muhammad Airport which is that's Matala Muhammad Airport 
that was my experience there. So if you're an American and you're going to the Lagos and you're going by yourself without any locals, just you don't need you don't need a yellow fever card. Don't need a yellow fever card. You do need to know where the signs. Yeah, just are. read the signs. Don't ask read the anyone. signs. Don't ask for help. Yeah, there will be a sign for the bathroom. Just look for it. Don't ask anyone for a look. Ask for the bathroom because they want you to pay them for the sign. Did and if you can find a uh, millennial Nigerian man to help escort you throughout the country. Yes, it was like, he's not millennial. He's like fifty. Oh well, find a fifty-year-old Nigerian man yeah. to escort you. Thought I think that probably has something to do with it too. It had, it had most to do with most. When you get once you get a certain age, like you stop giving. He a gave fuck. he gave zero fucks about anything. Yeah, but it was very. But also also still very nice though. Helped us out with a lot of stuff. So how was the wedding itself? The wedding itself was, what like and it's, and I have to preface this because my sister is not very one for like the flashy stuff. Like she's very, um, understated mm-hmm. in how she carries herself. She's kind of, um, she's really demand much attention. Yeah. You know, she's kind of like does her own thing and is cool with how things are. So the fact that, that she was on like three billboards in the village and like all these people were there was like a lot. So it was so, but it was, it was good. It was, it was a good time, but it just was, that's not her thing. Right. But, Dar- but like Darnton's, like, it's kind of like her and Darnton are kind of like me and Amanda. Mm-hmm. Like as, as in terms of like, Oh, I hope Amanda gets billboards made. If Amanda doesn't get billboards made, I will. I will make a billboard with your face on it. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, what a God. great idea. Oh, it just came to me. Oh, it's brilliant. Uh, I, already, I already feel like my chest tightening. <laughs> uh, okay. All yes. Right. All right. Uh, so you and Amanda are a lot like your sister and her husband now. Yeah. So it's like, one because like, Amanda's way more showy than I am. I'm just kind of like go with the flow, mm-hmm. and it's kind of the same dynamic with her and Darlington. Darlington's like, Darlington's one. Like, he's one for this. Like, he knows how to like put on a show. The yin and the yang. Yeah, it's balanced and it's, and it's fine. Like that works for them. So I mean, it was a whole lot, and um, the thing about the traditional wedding, like it's they're not married because they're still having a white wedding here because this this wedding isn't legal in like the states but it's very it's very important culturally right like it puts it's like you're putting families together and stuff like that so it's very important to the for the culture and it's it's, it's significant so right in that in that sense so but it's also like almost like a carnival because it's like everyone comes out to try to get to try to start performing stuff to do things to try and get paid like um there were mimes there Mimes? There were mimes. Yeah, there were mimes. Oh boy, there were mimes there. Like, and he, he they, they weren't hired. Full on, like white face paint. Yeah, they had like well, they had white face paint. They had like hats, but they were mimes. Like they were standing on chairs and just like pausing and stuff, just acting like oh, like they're like mimes slash clowns. They were just kind of like, yeah, oh, they're clowns, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you get an argument from me, but so, but they're doing all this for tips, and it's like you have that. You have like freelance photographers who were just because Darlington already hired photographers to be there, but then you have other people just coming in with random cameras. Oh, that's a great hustle! It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. Like I'm gonna every, start doing that. Everywhere because everywhere you go, they just stop to take a picture. Yeah, and it's like it felt almost like you're being hounded by paparazzi at some point because they're just taking a picture of you and then they're gonna sell it to you later. Like because they have the printer with them and they'll sell the picture to you later. That's like those. That's like those dudes at Kima. When you go to the boardwalk and they're like, hey, you guys look great together. Take a photo. Yeah, and you're like, okay. Exactly. And then they're like, oh, you got to go pay $50 exactly. for it at this booth down exactly here the same in thing. an hour. It really is. It's exactly the thing. Like, they'll have the printer and it's just like, look, this is you. 
you want this? And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't actually. It's, it's, not, it's not a bad photo. I just don't want it from you. Yeah. So I could do I could do the exact same thing on my phone. See here, t- yeah. click, and then that's it. That's it. You're done. It's called a selfie. Yeah. Crazy shit, right? But anyway, <laughs> but they they have those guys. Respect the grind, though. Uh, yeah, to an extent, it's kind of annoying. But yeah, I, I, to love, I expect it. But it's, it was it was irritating that day, so I just like got out of my face. Right. Um, there's a woman that came up to me and handed me like um, uh, like a clip that said like congratulations to the couple, and she handed it to me. And like when I took it, she asked for the money. Mm. So I gave it right back to her. When I gave it right back to her, I noticed that's a congratulation, not shuns. It's congratulation. Singular. Singular. One no more than one congratulation. Yeah. Yeah. Just only one singular congratulation. That's right. very important. Right. Not more than that. Let's not get crazy. Yeah. You only get one. You only get one. So I get one on this thing. And then there was a cartoon white couple on the name tag. Hmm. And I was like, I think you need to read the room. <laughs> people might at this point, I haven't seen a white person in probably a week. Okay. So I'm like, yeah. I, Where did these come from? I don't know. Who do you plan on giving these to? Everyone, apparently. Because mm. someone actually paid her for them. I saw people wearing them. I'm like, yeah, I know it's a white couple, right? Like, do you know Eugene and Donaldson? Like, they don't look like this at all. Like, this is a bad cartoon of them. Yeah, man. At the very least. The game is the game. So, yeah, there's that. There are large people just throwing money in the air, just like throwing money in the air, like just, a strip club. Uh, it's like a strip club. Yeah, it's like a strip I mean, club. I guess it's like a strip club. They're making like, it rain. No, it's like a strip club because I don't want to make it sound like it's a strip club, like any other strip club. It's like a strip club with like the main dancers on the stage, and everyone's just like throwing the fucking shit. It's like that. <laughs> it's not just like a. It's not like any regular. It's not a Tuesday at a strip club. It's like this is Saturday night. Saturday night. Yeah, headliner. Right. Feature dancers. Like Malaya or whatever. Coming in from Los Angeles. Yeah, like she comes in and just slides out on the pole and shit. When they call her name, she just slides out on the pole. <laughs> That's is that level of like just money in the air. That's insane. Yeah. Like so is that and also and at one point, the part that got me the most at one point, I was sitting down um at my table and um there was a crowd around me. So I couldn't look through the crowd of people. Mm-hmm. But I looked up and I saw a child. Like high up in the air, <laughs> and I was like, "That that's that child is really high up in the air." As a crowd dispersed, as I look below the child, there's another child underneath him. Okay. And I look below, there's another child underneath him. Where and they're on like a pole. They're on each other. Oh my god! It's a tower of fucking children. <laughs> it is a tower of fucking children, <laughs> and the and on top of that, the one at the bottom starts fucking dancing with the kids on his shoulders. <sighs> Goodness. Keep in mind, though, this is not like a circle solation. These are niggas that live in the fucking village. Showtime, They're man. Not, they train themselves. Like, there's no one, like, there's no circus trainers, like, like whipping them or some shit. They just say, like, we need to make money. How are we going to make money? You know what we should do? We should just climb on top of each other at, at public events. They did this multiple times. I was so terrified. I was like, this little kid could die. I mean, that's pretty impressive, though. It was impressive. I'm not even going to lie. I was just like, holy shit. Because if all the stuff that was going on, I was like, holy shit, it's a tower of children. Did you tip him? I did. Good. I was like a tower of fucking kids. That's kind of terrifying too. It, I was mortified. I was like, because a kid at the top was probably like maybe what, seven. If you were in a cornfield and you saw a, t- a tower of children, you would run the opposite direction. Absolutely. But if you're at a gathering or a party or a wedding, it's something that to be endured. <laughs> I would. I would say. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. Like I paid them, but I felt bad. I was just like. Wow, 
Kids got to make kids got to eat too, man. It's a tower of children. Well, I'm excited to hear about the rest of these stories. I got more in the next coming weeks. I got more, man. Because if this is any indication on the level of I don't know wackiness, I don't want to say wackiness, but level of it's just not familiar. Like this unfamiliarity. Is, yeah, we're not yeah. used to this kind of thing. Here. True, true. So I don't want to call it wacky because it's just because at the same time, even with all that going on, it's still a beautiful ceremony. It was kind of it was. It's like one of those things where I think I'm pretty sure that my family can also share the sentiment of like, you know, you see someone as a baby and now you're watching them be married and it's like, it's like a transitional stage. So mm-hmm. it was like, even with all the stuff, it was still, there's that part, so it was like still kind of beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So did you watch the NFL draft? Fuck no. Neither did I. No. As a matter of fact, I think it's very silly that there's so many people outside of the draft as if it were some sort of concert or something did you see the crowd outside in uh kentucky when i got back on wednesday i was trying to update myself with like the scores of the nba playoffs Mm -hmm. because like i didn't get any connection out there i really didn't know what the series counts were so i turned on the um tv on thursday on the free espn and it was just draft shit all day all day all day it was just draft draft day it was just draft shit all day i was like why did I just want to get was a score for a basketball game. I was just draft stuff. No, man. We think this guy has, we think this guy has great um ball skills. We think he has great um a great arm release. Like, are you are you judging a quarterback or a hand job? I don't know. <laughs> it's like he has great ball skills. He has great release. Um, Mel Kiper, Mel Kiper, Mel Kiper. Smell Kiper's day, man. This is like his Christmas. How, that's another another thing. How come we always like go? We always go in on like the busts. Uh, we talk about like Ryan Leaf or Jamarcus Russell. We talk about them how how big a bust they were, but we never get on Count Chocolate for picking him high on the draft board either. Like you put the same thing every year. You, like we never get on them for doing that shit. We never get on them for picking. Like y'all picked them too. You you y'all y'all had Jamarcus Russell number one anyway. Like how is it that they're the only ones that fall? You picked Tim Couch also. No one ever talks about that shit. What did you call him? Count Chocula. <laughs> His cereal doesn't age well. Like I liked it when I was a kid, but I'm, 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 I'm too old for it now. Oh, oh that would hurt. I can't. Oh, guys, it, it was good. It doesn't oh, age well as a cereal. It's been sitting there for years, and I've never seen. I've never seen it until right now. Mel Kiper is Count Chocula. <laughs> like no one, but the thing is, like they pick these busts every Holy year, though. Shit, and they like. Like when we when everyone talks about how crazy it was to pick Ryan Leaf over or like Peyton Manning, like how could they ever be like compared? <sighs> they were there with it. These draft experts. Like if you're an expert, you should be like, "Oh, Ryan Leaf is trash. Don't do that." Well, we'll have one to analyze in real time, thanks to the New York Football Giants, because apparently they they drafted like some dude off the street. All I'm saying is that if 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 the, if there's any indication or any glaring piece of evidence that the NFL draft is bullshit is Tom Brady's, Tom Brady's entire career. Yeah. But I think they know that. But they also know that anybody is like any any NFL fans are just like fiends. Like they just need that like that 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 strain right into their veins. Just feed it to me. And they'll take anything. Anything, especially in like the middle of spring when there's no indication of football whatsoever. It's just baseball and basketball and hockey. 
now we got the draft and now we can commercialize it. Now we can make money off of it. And now we can put it on prime time. But it's also a fucking tool, though, because I remember that one year that they had this lineman that was going to get drafted high at some point. And then I didn't watch the draft then, but I remember something. I remember that there was a, a picture of him like with a gas mask bong that came out on draft day. Yeah, that was like was a few like, years ago. I was like, yeah, I think that's a coincidence. Yeah. Like you don't you don't think that the organization probably had probably put that out to drop his drop his values and get him for the cheap. Mm hmm. All this, all this draft talk is just a fucking tool that they use to get players for the cheap. Yeah. Like, all this stuff about like, oh, he can't. I remember seeing like Colin Murray, like, they, I remember this guy, like, um, Charlie Cashley, who was the gym for the Texans, who did a trash job when he was here, um, <laughs> was saying like, Colin Murray, like, he, 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 he didn't seem like he, could, he knows how to win. I'm like, how do you fucking know that from one interview? Yeah. He's just putting it out there in the world, in the universe, just to drop his fucking value. It's a fucking tool. Totally. I don't know how people like buying this shit so much. It doesn't make sense. Like it's clearly just a fucking ruse. Like and none of it makes sense ever. Like I just don't understand why. How? Like what's a draft expert? Why are you an expert? Like yeah, they're wrong all the time. All the time. They yeah. never get shit right. Yeah, you're right. Why? So why do we? Why are we I don't so know. invested in this shit? I don't know. It's such a waste of fucking time. I think ESPN has a lot to do with it because they market these people as draft experts they're just so aggressive with it too like Very the, the NBA draft isn't as aggressive there's not like no like, other draft is as aggressive oh my god like it's just like i mean this mean these days so draft day so we can see the cleveland browns fuck up again like who, why do we care so much you and i do not i'm just i just want to see my scores i couldn't get them because they had the graphics of like just it was weird going to the espn app and having the draft being on the front page like it was the most important thing Jesus while god. there's nhl and nba playoffs going on but hey, whatever you fuck know. Fuck the draft. Fuck the draft. Fuck the NFL. That's gospel. While you were gone, our little city here. Oh, I just said our little city. It's a it's a big city though. <clears throat> He's okay. We can, you, you can claim it. Whatever. We accept you. No. We accept you, dog. I can't, man. I mean, Jersey don't love you. We. we I mean, we got. We're here with the arms. A man open. has no home. We 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 hit the arms wide open, man. Anyway, we've been making quite a stir down here due to this uh, HISD principle that set us dress code. Have you heard about this? And uh, a little bit. Dateline. HISD principle sets dress code for parents. Ooh, pot twist. A Houston Independent School District high school has a new dress code, but it's not for the students who already have a school uniform. It's for their parents. James Madison High School will turn away parents if they show up at the school wearing bonnets, pajamas, hair rollers, or leggings, among other clothing items, according to the memo signed by the school's new principal, Carletta Outley Brown. Was that her? Car- Carlotta. Carlotta. Uh, the new parent dress code is posted on the front page of the school's website. Parents, we do value you as a partner in your child's education. Outley Brown herself, a graduate of Madison High School, said in the memo, However, please know we have to have standards. Most of us, most of all, we must have high standards. While some said the guidelines were necessary to maintain a dignified atmosphere, others have taken issue, saying the rules codify deeper issues tied to class, gender, and race. I'm almost insulted, said Tamiko Miller, the mother of a Madison High School student. I really think it was discriminatory, the language that was used. It was demeaning. And I'm African-American. And if it's misty outside and I have a hair bonnet on, I don't see how that's anyone's business. Okay. Facts. So state your take. 
I'm gonna let you go first on this because I don't want to take anything that you might that you might have to say. Um, I don't really have much to say about this because this seems to be catering mostly towards women. Okay. Like this dress code. I mean, okay. we're talking about hair bonnets, pajamas, hair rollers, and leggings. I think out of those uh, things, I've only worn pajamas and I've never worn them outside. So I can't really speak to this because I, I, one, I don't have a kid, and two, I, I don't know if if I were to show up wearing sweatpants and like a tattered t-shirt and the baseball cap it would matter so much in this case i feel like they're being they're targeting women they're targeting black women and uh you know women of uh, color more so than they are anybody else so again like i just don't feel like if they were to, if i were to show up in what would be the male equivalent to what they're trying to discourage I don't know if they would make such a big deal about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if you're a, if you're a woman and you're wearing leggings and you're wearing a you know a scarf on your head or or whatever, you know people are gonna look at you a certain way, even though you may <laughs> have woken up late and have you know three minutes to get ready while you had to get your kid to school. So I don't know, man. This this seems very unfair to me. My thing is, do you want the kids picked up or not? Like I don't yeah. know. Like that's my thing because. You you said these dress codes for these parents. Like, do you want these kids picked up or not? And if I can't pick them up, are you gonna keep them, motherfuckers? And does this apply to dropping your kids off? Like, if I right. were to if I were to stay if I were to wear some shitty clothes but stay in my car, like, would that matter? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm calling your bluff. I'm calling your bluff. I think I, I think yeah, I think I ain't about shit. I think I'll just I think you're, I think you're posturing to make you seem like you're more important than you actually are. That you that you that you care much about standards. It, it looks good that you care about standards, but. You're not going. What you going to do if every parent just don't pick up their kids because you're sending them home? What you going to really? What you going to really do? You are you gonna keep them? You have somewhere to put them? You got you gonna give them some kid cuisines and shit? Like get out of here! I don't know. That's bullshit. I call I call bullshit. I call bullshit. I, call I bullshit. also want to call bullshit on trying to hire the standards of the parents when oh. we need to hire the standards of a lot of aspects in schools. At, at Madison, Madison, really. Have you seen Jane Madison's high school? I don't, I don't know. Guy, you, you got some goddamn nerve trying to tell people how to dress at Madison High School. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, I should. We could talk about a lot of things. I don't know shit about that school, but if it's anything like any other public school, then there's probably some things that they can improve. Vince Young went there. Vince Young went to Madison? Yeah, he went to Madison. I mean, I mean, that's not, I mean, that's, that's just a fun fact. Okay. Stay away from that. I mean, that's cool, but. Yeah. What is, what is the Vince Young up to? Ah, you know what? I don't want to digress. He has a, he has a restaurant in um, Austin. Oh, does he? Yeah. I mean, they pay you a lot in football. So, like, even if you're, even if you're, even people feel like you ain't doing shit, you're doing something. You got cash. You got some money. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know. This this story kind of made national headlines. I again. call bull, I, I call bullshit. We'll see. I, we'll see where it goes. They're not going like the, most most schools that I know, most teachers that I talk to, just want you to get your goddamn kids. They don't care how you do it. Yeah. Just get these motherfuckers. So I can go home. Like I don't want to be here watching them, so I call bullshit. Just and like, can I just not get out the car? Because I, if if I'm dressed how I want to dress, and it, just bring the kid to me, I won't get out the car. Yeah, this works out for me even better. Then like, what are you gonna do? My, yeah, just get, bring bring the kid to me. Then I ain't gotta get out. Just bring the kid to my car. Then let me get that get out of here. Your move, James Madison. Yeah, Carlotta. Hey, so. uh your man's, my man's, our man's, Bun B, got into a bit of an altercation, kind of a scary situation. Dateline! Bun B reportedly shoots home intruder who held his wife at gunpoint. 
Bun B reportedly got into a shootout after a home intruder held his wife, Angela Queenie Walls, at gunpoint and attempted to steal and attempted to steal her car. Law enforcement explained to TMZ that an unnamed individual knocked on the door to the couple's Port Arthur, Texas home on Tuesday night. When Queenie answered the door, the intruder held her at gunpoint and asked for her valuables. She offered the intruder who was masked her Audi. Upon hearing the situation from upstairs, Bun B grabbed his gun and confronted the intruder as they climbed into the car. The two reportedly had a brief shootout with the intruder eventually eventually running away and leaving their gun behind. The masked individual later turned up at a Houston hospital with a gunshot wound on their shoulder where they were treated for their injuries. They were later arrested for two counts of aggravated robbery with a weapon and one count of burglary. The incident took place around 5.45 p.m. in the evening. It's not clear if anyone else was present at the property when the shootout took place, although Bun B does have two stepchildren and one step-grandchild with Queenie. Earlier this month, Bun B and Static Selecta teamed up for their collaborative product project, Thrill Static, which they've recorded in under 12 hours. I have not gotten a chance to listen to that yet, but I will. That's terrifying. One, to know where Bun B lives. And two, to be able to get that. I mean, Bun B is very accessible here. Like if you go to a concert, if you go to a Rockets game, if you go to an Astros game, there's a, I'd say a 70% chance you're going to see Bun B. He's just very there. He's a very social dude. And for him to be such a prolific person and such a high profile person and yet still be somebody you could just walk up to and be like, yo, what's up? Very cool. But with that comes this other aspect of being a target, you know, or being seen as an easy target. Um, thankfully, nobody was seriously hurt. And also, he, was, he wasn't that easy. Bunby's not the one to fuck with. He ain't talking shit out here, people. <laughs> no. I don't know why I don't know why he thought he was uh, like because Bun, Bun B has been here on here for a long time. So he's, I'm sure he's seen some shit. Yeah, like uh, like Bun B toast the iron for sure. Uh, they have a song called Murder. U- UGK does. It's just called Murder. Yeah. yeah, it's just called Murder. So yeah, so what makes he's above that? Wouldn't really wouldn't really fuck with him on that. But thankfully he's okay. Thankfully yeah, his thankfully, wife's okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know they lived all the way in Port Arthur. I, I, for some uh, reason, no, I thought that's that where they, he's from. I, th- I know that's where he's from, but I thought that they lived closer. Yeah, like it's the Port Arthur. Um, um, they have the Port the, the Port Arthur is version of Robert Mushmore is, is Bun B. It's like Janis Joplin, it's like Jimmy Johnson, and I forgot the fourth one. But yeah, those three. Hmm. The Port Arthur, the PA, those are PA products. Let's look it up. Port Arthur celebrities. Janis Joplin, Pimp C. Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, Bun B. That's Pimp, then. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's in my mind. There was nobody else? Yes, UGK. Yeah, UGK, Janis Joplin, Jimmy Johnson. That's the Port Arthur Mount Rushmore right there. Just this is, this they a, should, they should, get on that, Port Arthur. They really should. Get on that. Erect some sign of get on that. statue or something. You're welcome. You can have that for free. <laughs> No charge. You can, and, and a matter of fact, you can unveil it on our day. Yeah. We got to pick a day. We got to figure we out pick a day. what the day is going to be. I don't know. You on Twitter? Not a lot. Me neither. Not a lot. You know why? It's fucking terrible. Twitter is the asshole of the internet. It's, it's the new asshole of the internet. I thought Facebook was the asshole of the internet. No, Facebook is just... 
Facebook is like the 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 mung underneath your big toenail. Is it the anal polyp of the internet? It could be the anal polyp of the internet. Yeah. Okay. But fa- but Twitter itself so is the it's, butthole itself. It's the discharge of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. It's but just a just the murky discharge of the internet. The murky brown discharge of the internet. Yeah. Um. But the Twitter of is. The internet. I'm, I'm my phone <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and your into your deep medical studies. Yeah. Uh. But Twitter is sort of at least on the surface, making an effort to clean up Twitter. It's escapees of the internet, but. Uh, but like they, they're having a hard time doing that because implementing certain algorithms would um, flag certain accounts. And according to a couple of Twitter employees, well, I'll just read it. <clears throat> Eight line. A Twitter employee who works on a machine learning believes who works on machine learning believes that a proactive algorithmic solution to white supremacy would also catch Republican politicians. God damn. A, at a Twitter all hands meeting on March 22nd, an employee asked a blunt question. Twitter has largely eradicated Islamic state propaganda off of its platform. Why can't it do the same for white supremacist content? An executive responded by explaining that Twitter follows the law and a technical employee who works on a machine learning and artificial intelligence issues went up to the mic to add some context. With every sort of content filter, there is a trade-off, he explained. When a platform aggressively enforces against ISIS content, for instance, it can also flag innocent accounts as well, such as Arabic language broadcasters. Society in general accepts the benefit of banning ISIS for inconveniencing some others, he said. In separate discussions verified by Motherboard, that employees said Twitter hadn't taken the same aggressive approach to white supremacist content because the collateral accounts that are impacted can, in some instances, be Republican politicians. The employee argued that on a technical level, content from Republican politicians could get swept up by algorithms aggressively removing white supremacist material. Banning politicians wouldn't be accepted by society as a trade-off or flagging off of White, suprem- white supremacist propaganda, he argued. So, basically, what's happening, if you didn't catch all that, is if Twitter were to decide to implement an algorithm to eradicate white supremacist talk off of Twitter, then some Republican politicians might get swept up in the cleaning process. The key word to that statement was some Republican politicians would get swept up in that. Focus on the word some. Not all. Some. And in which case, those particular politicians would get swept up because they happen to be even loosely associated with white supremacist content. I feel like he's doing his job then, right? I'm cool with that. I feel like he's doing his job. Like I feel like I don't understand. So you're saying that their algorithm will work. That's the problem. We can't use it because it will work. That's what I'm hearing. It sounds like we don't want to out people as being white supremacists on a public platform. Because I feel like there may be some legal, li- like, what is it, libel? Is it libel or slander? I don't know. Which one ever, whichever, whichever, whichever one that you could probably sue somebody on it's, is the one that you would probably, they would probably get sued on. I'm going to call it bullshit. But I am too. Yeah. Because so, it's, good. we can't use it because some Republican uh, um, officials will get outed by it. I mean, are the Republican using racist shit? Then I feel like the algorithm is working. Like, and hey, listen, check this out. How about you don't just take them off, right? Mm-hmm. You don't just you don't just take them off. You just give them a little warning. Be like, hey, listen, just a little heads up, bro. 
your account is about to get flagged because you are associated with white supremacists on Twitter. How about you clean up your fucking act, bro? And if you don't, if you don't, we're going to put you on the front page and we're going to say, hey, this person and that person and that person over there are all possibly loosely tied to some white supremacist content on Twitter. Just FYI. Yeah, they're racist adjacent. Racist adjacent is fucking great. <laughs> You're racist adjacent. You are racist adjacent. I don't I don't necessarily see what the problem is here. I I'm I I'm looking for the part where they say they can't do it. I'm like, so you saying you can't use it because it works. I'm confused. That sounds like what it what they're saying. I don't know cuz I that, that's all I'm hearing is we can't use it because it it works. Um yeah, because it's cuz I'm saying it's not all of them. That's my point because not all Republicans are racist. They're not. Some of them and if some of them are getting flagged, maybe they should like monitor what they're doing or just check it out a little bit. Just give it a little, just, just look it over. Maybe something there. Twitter's been dodging this for a long time now because a lot of people have asked, why won't they ban um, David Duke, former KKK leader? Mm-hmm. And they like Twitter will just dance around the answers. Then they'll say things like, oh, like we have policy against uh you know, extremist organizations and extreme people and extremes talks, but they won't say outright why they won't ban certain people from continuing their platform on Twitter. Because it's just like, you don't, you can't say outright. It's like, oh, well, they're not really breaking any laws. And I guess they aren't really breaking any laws, but we're not talking about breaking laws. We're talking about just being a decent person. I mean, this to me, it's not to me. It's not about that so much. It's like you can't just say one thing and do another. Like if you don't care, you don't care. Just say that, own that shit, and then we can see for what you are. Yeah, I would much rather have them say that they don't like, care. Yeah, like you can just say like we don't care about that shit, and yeah. that'd be and that'd be fine. Like I just won't fuck with Twitter. That's it. That's the end of it. Like don't act like oh we care about this, but we just can't do it because it's gonna work. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Just don't like if you don't if you don't care, then you don't care. Like I wish that. More people could just come out with that, so I just don't have to fuck with you no more. At least we would know where you stand. Yeah, like oh well, because this because this looks more dumb than saying you don't care. Like you're saying we don't want to we don't want to use this algorithm because it flags some Republican politicians as racist because at, because because we don't know that some Republican politicians are actually racist. It's like what are you doing? It doesn't make any sense. So you're telling you're telling me you don't want this because it works. Yeah. Just say you don't give a fuck. Just say that. Like that may like that is it looks less stupid than this yeah. to me yeah. personally. I think. Yeah, it's very it's very uh, telling that they would able, they were able to do this with ISIS, right. and they weren't so afraid with eliminating you know innocent accounts such as the Arabic language exactly. accounts that they said that they were doing. But they're not so cool with doing it you, against other Americans. You don't give a fuck about it. Just say that. Like, and I use I use air quotes around Americans because yeah. there's, there's no there's yeah. no indication that those Arabic speaking uh, accounts that got flagged for ISIS you know got caught up in the collateral damage of the ISIS uh, bannings weren't American accounts as they well. Probably, they probably definitely were. So yeah. clean up your shit Twitter. How about that? Just fucking get it together. I mean I guess but I, I guess it's like a slippery slope when you like have porn on there. On oh it's a slippery shit. slope Ed. Yeah, it's the slipperiest of slope when you got slippery. the porn on there. Yeah, it's covered in semen. It's covered in semen and, and all kinds of fluids. Yeah. Breast milk. <laughs> <laughs>
this band churches got a little uh heat this weekend for uh some comments they made or well, a, a stance that they took so mm-hmm. to speak against um one young chris brown and one young tiger why uh, uh well churches worked with the uh, marshmallow the edm producer on a song um and Marshmallow has also worked with Tyga and Chris Brown on a song. I think that came out this week. And Churches released a statement and they said, we are really upset, confused, and disappointed by Marshmallow's choice to work with Tyga and Chris Brown. We like and respect Mello as a person, but working with people who are predators and abusers enables ex- excuses and ultimately tactically endorses that behavior. That is not something we can or will stand behind. And they um, proceeded to get what sh- Lauren Mayberry, the lead singer of the got a good amount of shit from Chris Breezy Hive. Um, so I don't really necessarily want to talk about like the beef or like the statement itself. But you know, because you know the band, the, the they're allowed to stand. They're allowed to stand for whatever causes they want, right? And yeah. they, they can they can release statements and they can choose who and who not to work with, whatever. Yeah. Um, my question is, when, if, can Chris Brown ever fully redeem himself? Like, can he ever get back to being just? an artist without being a lightning rod for um, controversy. Is that possible? Um, I'm not saying either way it can or it can, but the question is because, you know, and this is going to be like a deeper conversation than it probably has any right to be because, you know, we just joked for an hour about a whole bunch of different shit. And just now we're getting to like some meat, but you know, with with people getting um, canceled or people going to jail or people getting in trouble legally for their um, mistakes and then having to suffer that in a public eye and having to have their career suffer from that, is there a point where they can come back and redeem themselves? Does it have to pe- depend on the crime? Does it have to depend on the... Um, you know, their, their uh, remorse, their apologies. Like what, like what are some of these factors and has Chris Brown gotten to that point? I think it comes to deal with all those things. I think it has to deal with like the nature of the crime has to deal with, has to deal with like your amount of contrition after that, after said crime, um, you know, or, and just, you know, just how, or just see how you carry yourself after that. I think it has to do a lot, a lot of, a lot with how people perceive you or if they're going to willing to forgive you or not. Because sometimes some crimes you just can't come back from. I feel like if you do these things, if you like, if you if you do certain things like that, then like for instance, uh, like for instance, like with Louis C.K. for for instance, it's like, I mean, you made people watch. You made you made you use your career to make people watch you jack off. What you did was pretty fucking vile. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot to come back from. Yeah, you know. So it's like when people are people aren't ready to see you. It's like you. I, I know. I know he has a comedian say like, "When can I work again?" At the same time, I have to understand that what you did, like what you did in terms of like using your abusing your power 
and the and the nature of the act, it was pretty disgusting. And like a lot of people, people could, like it's hard to watch you and laugh. Like for me personally, it's hard to watch you and laugh knowing that you did that shit. So how do you feel about Chris Brown? Because his career definitely took a tumble. It did, but it's not nearly as bad as you would expect for someone that physically assaulted their girlfriend. And we saw the result of that. You know what I'm saying? Like right. the police report is out there. You can read it. Right. And it is right. bad. Like right. it is it is it one is. of the worst things I I've read. But he's still performing. He's still a high selling, high streaming, popular artist. And his fans are like as we've seen with the reaction from yeah. uh what what church has said, they will still come after you and ride or die for it for him. I mean, they came up through Rihanna after it happened. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So like, even after, even right after it happened, they're like, "Well, what did she do? What did she say in the car? Like, what did she do?" It's like, right. No one deserves to get beaten with the offhand like that to that level. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um. So do you think that he's done enough to be able to still have his career? That's not for me to say because I was like, I've never been that big of a fan of Chris Brown. Like, I've I've listened to his music, and it's not hard for me to cancel Chris Brown. Like, I don't. I don't fuck with him that much, honestly. Anyway, like mm-hmm. I, I get that he's talented, but I can I don't need I've I've never bought a Chris album a Chris Brown album ever. Yeah, just because like I've never followed him like that. So it's not for me to say if he could be canceled or not. I think it has to deal with like the fan base that he does and the fan base that he that he that he um deals with. They seem to be somewhat forgiving, inexplicably to me, but they're very forgiving to the na- to his crime and the nature of those crimes. Yeah. So everything is like there is no blanket way to paint to say like is this okay or is this not okay. It was, it's sadly it's case by case and sometimes some people are going to get a fair get a more fair shake than others and i wish that worked the way but the, from what i've seen this is how it works it's just because i think that what, what chris rented to rihanna was vile yeah it was vile and i don't know what could happen in that car i don't care like nothing excuses that kind of beating yeah like she was like like he fucked her up i don't know if you remember those, those pictures but he fucked her up yeah it was bad i mean the the line is always subjective for whoever it is that is in trouble right Mm -hmm. so if someone pops up and you're not a fan of them Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you hear all these crazy stories about them and these terrible things that they've done then you're probably not going to be as um you know what was the word i'm looking for you're not going to be as uh understanding right as if it were someone that you were a fan of or someone you admired, right? Mm-hmm. But that line has to be like that line can't be, you know, subjective, right? That line has to be a line. But there are certain, depending on the situation, I think there are certain lines that can't be drawn by certain people, right? Yeah. So, like, men aren't. Like men shouldn't be able to draw that line when it comes to like sexual harassment. Like men shouldn't be the ones to say like whether things are okay or not yeah. okay. Like yeah. that's not up to us. It's not up to us, no. It's not up to us to or it's it's not up it's not up to, to certain people to draw the certain to draw the line, but it is up to us to hold that line straight for everybody, right? So if you're not willing to cancel chris brown for what he did but you are willing to cancel someone else for doing a similar thing but you just don't know them like if it's just like a regular person like if it's a regular guy that you see like a regular story that pops up all the time of a man 
beating up his girlfriend and you're willing to like throw him in jail, throw it, put him under the jail, throw away the key. Like you have to have that same energy. Right. Yeah. But it never works that way. It doesn't work that way. It's kind of like it's kind of like whenever you see, you know, like, man, I don't know if there was a thing at some point where they would have like, um, like hot mug shots. Mm-hmm. Remember they'll have like much like a high like he's so hot and he's like a mugshot I'm like right. he's a criminal right People like, like the fucking the fucking model like he's a like the 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 the, the dude yeah he was like he went famous he went viral and now he's like an actual model right so it's kind of like that it's just like there it's so so I say that to say that. People find a lot of people find Chris Brown very attractive. Mm-hmm. He's also immensely talented. Mm-hmm. So the, all those things that are there, I'm sure that plays into people being able to accept him. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Like while like Louis C.K. not so much. Right. Those things. Yeah. So I mean, he's funny, but he's not that attractive. Great to look at. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying like those things definitely play a role in what people are willing to forgive or not. And For sure. It's, it's, it sucks that it's that shallow, but that's just just what it is. I don't set the. I don't make the rules. Sadly, but because I don't think the way they do it, I think it's weird that um, women are so forgiving to, or so forgiving. I I, I don't know if he um is made up for. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's changed. I can't speak it for for him now. Yeah, he could have been like he could he could want to put that behind him, but I think that at the time that it happened, women were. I think it was really strange how women were so forgiving right away, like right after it happened. They're just like, well, you don't understand. It's like you weren't there either. All you saw was Rihanna get her get her got her ass beat. Yeah. And for some reason, you were trying to excuse it, and I thought that was really strange. Yeah, it's it was very strange. It's very strange with the R. Kelly thing. With, with a lot of her, his fans were women that were trying to excuse his behavior and yeah, like calling the question. She wanted it. Like she's fifteen. How could she want anything? She can't want anything legally. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, it's just you know I'm guilty of it too. Like I move the line all the time for people, but these are the kinds of stories and these are the kinds of reactions. And I'm glad that she posted the. The messages on her on her Twitter. I'm glad that Lauren Mayberry posted the message on her Twitter because it does show that like oh like people do get that headstrong about a certain person and they they will ride and die for them to the grave no matter what. And so it's that it's these kinds of you know conversations that happen that allow me to look to myself to say like you got to be a little bit better about who you hold to the flame and who you don't. You know, again, like, yeah, like you said, it's not for me to decide whether or not Chris Brown uh, should be able to make music again, because I haven't really been a fan of his, you know, at all. So right. it, it it's neither here nor there for me as a as a person who consumes music, but as a person who looks t- to celebrities to be examples for young people, I, I would hope that he's, you know, not someone that young men to look up to. Right on how to treat women. Right. Basically. Yeah. That and like, I don't know, Tiger, I, why, I don't, whatever Tiger's in the news, I always like scratch my head. Like I don't, Well, Tiger had the whole thing with Kylie Jenner. Not just me about his music because like, his music is never like, I don't remember anything he put out and just like, man, that shit, that shit jams. Like, well, he has a uh, taste. Mm. That was a hit. Mm. I know it wasn't for you, but it was a hit. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, Houston, I mean, I, can you get a taste? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I just think whenever Tiger, they're just like I don't. Okay, I, I mean he had the he had the biggest comeback of 2018 I mean, until until Soldier came out. <laughs> and then it was all downhill for Tiger. I think he has a line of vibrators coming out soon. Who? Soldier. Oh yeah. No, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> but you believed it though. I did believe because it because it's that because he's that batshit nuts. I'm telling you, but whatever. Batshit nuts, or is he an entrepreneur? 
I mean, we could talk about that another day. Okay. <laughs> uh, another far, far day from here. <laughs> So continuing with the uh, heavy-handed portion of the podcast today, yeah. let's. Um, there were some. Uh, there were some bombings that happened over Easter, yeah, in Sri Lanka. Yeah, I, I mean that sounds like I'm understating it. It was some devastating shit that happened in Sri Lanka yeah. over Easter. It was six bombs that went off simultaneously uh, on Easter Sunday in Sri Lanka, and the death, I think that whole my last heard was like 311 people. Yeah, died. Yeah, and ISIS claim responsibility for the bombings, and they um and they blame, but they, they said the bombings were a retaliation to the Christchurch shootings. Yeah, yeah, and I brought the story up because I thought it was very important to talk about um this about that that part of it that uh that that ISIS was claiming as a retaliation attack um because on this podcast we talked about the Christchurch bombings and we also talked about how New Zealand has just been a glowing example of how to respond to events like this right i mean they 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 passed the the assault weapon and high caliber magazine or was it high was it high caliber rounds or was it high magazines? I think I, I just know. combined the two. I don't know. Um, but they passed that in less than a month. Yeah. They were um, doing a lot of religious outreach connections. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a the just just a glow just like you said a glowing example on how a community can come together and how a government can get some shit together and pass it without red tape and a lot of lobbying and bullshit that we get a lot here. And also letting people know that we don't stand for this. Like there was no wavering on that fact that we will not stand for this kind of actions. Right. So I think that when that happened in New Zealand, I was, I was personally, it, it gave, it gave me hope for humanity. Honestly, I was like, okay, we're not all just dumbass pieces of shit. Like we can, we can actually put our heads together and, do something's right mm-hmm. every, now again, every now and again. Well, it was like we talked about. It's going to be a real-time experiment, a real-time vision on whether or not that kind of action can actually have some effect on gun violence. Right. That and I think that they also were – it was also a government that, I before, that I've never seen before embrace the Islamic community in the wake of these kind of disasters. True. I've Because, like, honestly, I don't think I've ever seen – that kind of groundswell support for the Islamic community in any other government. I, I could be wrong, but that's this this the one that I've this this is the most um glaring one that I've seen. Right. So I would think that if you are an organization that claims to be for the uplifting of of Islamic peoples, that you would be down with New Zealand's approach to this. Right. However, ISIS felt that it was in their best interest to retaliate to this act with more bloodshed on a massive scale on a massive scale so while new zealand had a response that let people know that they that they stand with those on people 
was a peaceful response. It was hopeful. Hopeful. They wanted to make sure that these things will happen again. ISIS turns around and they pretty much um, kind of continue the cycle. You know, because all this is going to do, the, the people are going to say, see, Islam is bad. And then they're going to retaliate and probably just think it's another mosque or something. Right. So I, th- I, I said it to say this, because a lot of extremist organizations like to romanticize what they're doing as it's for the good of their people. And that goes on all sides. Any form of extremist action, that could be like a militia. It could be something like ISIS. It could be um, the black Israelites or whatever. Every time that there's an extremist group, they they want to romanticize it as they're trying to help the people out. And the only way they can do this is through these extreme acts of violence or or hate. And sometimes I think people like I think that when ISIS is doing this, it should let you you know something very important that sometimes the extremist groups are not looking out for people at all because there there is no way that you could retaliate to the weapon New Zealand with this and think this is appropriate response. Because what New Zealand did was actually was way more helpful for the Islamic community than killing 311 people in six bombings. And I think that people, I think that no matter what side you're on, on any issue, when you're looking to when you when you when you join extremist groups and you do extremist acts, or or you condone them or sympathize to them or empathize, I think you need to really analyze what you're doing and why you're doing it. Because sometimes you may not be look, you may not be helping your people. You may just be um, extending someone's maniacal agenda, because that's what's happening here. Right. And I think that thing, I thought that part when I saw that, I thought that was really sad because people are follow, people follow these things blindly, and people don't question these things enough. Yeah, ISIS is on the ropes, and I think a part of the reason why they did what they did was because they felt like they weren't a factor anymore. But what? But my and that's my point. Like, what are you? But what are you trying to be a factor in? Right. Are you actually trying to help your people? Is the question? Because yeah. if you are, because that's what that's what you purport. Yeah. That's that's the reason why. That's why you justify your violence. You justify your violence because trying to help your religion and your faith. You like you saw these people get murdered in in Christchurch. You saw how New Zealand responded. They responded in a way that no government ever, ever responded. And the thing and the thing is, is that other governments, if if that went by smoothly. Other governments could probably take that same state example, and they can also have the same response. But when you do this, you hurt the progress of your own people. Yeah, around so, the world. Around the world. So that's what I'm saying. Like whenever people are extremists, say we have to do this because it's for the good of our people. Sometimes they may not be. That may not be the case. Sometimes they just they're just furthering their own agenda. Like ISIS probably just wants power to have power. Yeah. I don't think they're furthering anyone's agenda at all. And they use these romantic words to try and make you think otherwise. But I think when you, I think that it's really important to see these kind of things when they're right in front of you like this. That's why I bring it up because it's like not often are examples given to you like this blatantly that they are not for anyone but themselves. Right. No, that's a great point. It's a great point, and I, I don't, I did not think of it that way. But I'm glad that you brought it up because it's, uh, it makes a lot of sense. There's a, you know, there's a million reasons why there's a million reasons you can argue as to why what they're doing is wrong. But I think the point that you just made is the, the most telling of it all is that like you aren't furthering your stance. 
you aren't getting anywhere. You're going backwards. Like you're receding. You're you're the whole, uh, the whole idea of, of your, like, it's so convoluted and confusing to me that I just, I don't, I don't see an end game. You know what I mean? New Zealand was a sign of change. New Zealand was was a sign of change. New Zealand was a sign that there can be progress. And what you like, you just you're done doing all of that when you just go out and kill innocent people, yeah, who are peacefully worshiping in churches, yeah. <sighs> I don't know what I don't know, I don't know. Well, how's it feel to get all that out? It's been a while, man. It's been a while, right? But you got you got your form back, man. You got your yeah. legs back. Yeah. You're 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 in mid-season form, I would say, still, even after this little bit of hiatus. Yeah. So, with that being said, educate us. I want to educate y'all about customs and traditions. Um customs and traditions are important. Um I I I want to preface I want to preface what I'm going to say with that part cuz I don't want to cuz it may sound like I'm just shitting on everything, but I'm not. Some customs traditions are important. Some customs traditions um, they uphold values that we that we think are important. For example, like the end of soccer games and now basketball games, they exchange jerseys. It's a sign of sportsmanship because it is a, ultimately a game. Mm-hmm. And like you don't want to have ill feelings, even though you want to lost. So things like that, so traditions like that are important because you want to further the spirit of sportsmanship, and you want that to go into other games, and you want. You know, they just want them to carry forward. Yeah. However, sometimes customs and traditions, the words I mean, are a lot of times they're just lube that people will use to fuck you. <laughs> what do you mean? I say that because um, this when I also went over to Nigeria, um, my dad's my dad's buried there, and I haven't been there in twenty two years, so we felt this was a good time to have a memorial service because we're all, all the family was there. So we had a memorial service in our village for my dad. And my mom will probably be very mad that I'm talking about this because she's very much about the traditions. But does she listen to the show? No, she doesn't. Oh, okay. But I mean, she did. She'd be mad. It doesn't matter. It's my space. I don't care. <laughs> I was, I was good. I was a good boy for you over there. I don't have to be a good boy here. So fuck that. <laughs> um, basically, um, the village needed money to have the proceedings carried out for my dad's memorial service. Um, so a lot of us put in money. My mom included put in money. And my sister put in money um, for the memorial service. However, the money had to come through my brothers and myself because according to them, the women can't touch the money. They can't touch the money? They can't touch the money. Like physically they can't touch physically the money? Physically they can't. Like the, the money cannot come from their hands. The dollars, the, the paper dollars, money. The naira. The naira has to come, come from, from your hands, from my hand, to another person's hands, to another man's hands, to another man's hands. Yes, in order for it to count. Right. Ooh. Even though you know where the fucking money came from. What? Why is this? What is going on? It's just. It's a custom. Is it's it the cu- cooties? It's the cooties, right? It's probably the cooties. No, it's the yellow fever. That's what yellow fever is. Yellow, yellow fever, fever is, is when it comes from women. Yellow fever is cooties. Yellow fever is cooties. Yellow fever is cooties. We figured it out. We figured it out. Crack that case. Call CDC. Well, it's a good thing that we know how to eradicate cooties. We have a vaccine for cooties. We do. We do. Circle, yeah, we circle, do. dot, dot. 
Yeah. Now you got your cootie shot. There Boom. You go. Cleared it up. Clears it right up. Just put that right next to the flu shot. Flu shot, sucker, sucker, dot, dot. Stop, but is it? Ah, anyway. <laughs> is that real? Like, that's a real thing that happened? It's a real thing that happened. It happened. Like, it happened. What was your reaction when you heard that? Oh, this is the dumbest shit ever. I'm like, how? So they said, like, oh, it can't come. Like, your they, sister, no, they, your they, sister they, had they, the money. Your mom they, had the money. They told us through, like, they didn't, they, like, they didn't, it didn't happen there. They told us ahead of time. So we wouldn't know what the bullshit was. But how did they tell you? They, my, well, my mom told me. How did your mom, wait, what, your mom told you? Yeah, because, I mean, I'm telling you, she's very much with the customer traditions. Like, my mom is very old school. So, so your mom's cool with it? She goes with it. Like, I don't know if she's cool with it, but she goes along with it because it's like, she, that's how she was raised. And she's very loyal. And she's very, she's a very loyal and devout woman. And she's very like, she's she's just loyal. She's old school. She's old school, super loyal to these things, even though they don't make any goddamn sense. However, I was raised here and I don't have to follow that shit. So I'm not that loyal. I don't give a fuck. It's stupid. That is stupid. Anyway, so it's like, I'm mad about that because when any money for any other goddamn thing, these, these crusty mouth leather face ass motherfuckers can always are easily be able to take money out of my mom's hand at any fucking given, given, given moment. However, when she's trying to memorialize my dad, she can't touch the fucking money, even though that was her husband. And she can't touch the goddamn money. But I mean, that kind of stuff doesn't happen over here in America, though. Of course. it's Yeah, it's it's some crazy like third world shit, right? Yeah. Just some crazy Nigerians doing some shit, right? Yeah. That's, nothing, just, nothing that's like, just Africans being African. Nothing will happen like that here, right? No. Like, for instance, like if you, let's say you had a team that like won like won a bunch of gold medals, right? And we're just like killing it. And like let's just say soccer. And soccer. Sure. Yeah, like they're just killing it year after year. Like they're just competitive every year. They may not win every year, but they're in like the finals every year. Mm-hmm. They have a few gold medals. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of they sell a lot of merch. It sounds like you're talking about the uh US women's soccer the women's team. Women's soccer team, right? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Like they wouldn't you won't have the issue about them. Like they should like while the and then you have the men's soccer team right. that wins and eh, nothing. Sure. Right. There's no way they would, they would make less than the men's soccer team, right? No, the women's players are definitely millionaires. Of course. Have to be. They have to be. They're all, like, if they pulled all their money together, they could probably buy Amazon. They, could probably, they probably could. Probably could. But they fucking can't because they get paid less than the men here, even though the men, they haven't done shit. What? <laughs> what? You're kidding me. That These are your customs and traditions. These are like, I don't... You mean to tell me that the women... Get paid less than the men? Yeah. I uh no. That that that, that can't be. Yeah, but Google that shit. That can't be. Yeah, but Google that shit. Y'all have people like There's me. no such thing as a pay gap, Ed. Don't you read uh the Daily Wire? The Daily Wire? Yeah, that's uh Did you look up the Daily Wire to me? That's a that's a what's his face is a whole thing. Who? What's his face? The fucking uh the fucking the fucking the the man child. What's his face? Um Shapiro, Ben Shapiro. That's his fucking thing. I didn't even know that was his thing. I just thought it was like a, I thought it was like a, just a trash way to get news. I didn't know who it belonged to. I was like, no, yeah, that's his thing. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. No. But they tell me that there's no such thing as a pay Why? gender gap. Why? Oh, I just read the headline. No, because I've, because I've. That's heard, how I get my news. No, nowadays. I've heard, I've heard justifications for the pay gap because women get pregnant and they and they lose nine months, which is also odd to me that you will penalize people for doing what's necessary for our whole. Like for our whole species to function, mm. like if women just stop having babies, like everyone would die. So how do you use that as like this is why I get paid less because you have to carry, you have to do this to make sure that we all survive. So I'm saying that to say that 
Yeah, like they, but because they, but when we ask them about that, when you ask them why we're doing this, it's just custom, it's tradition. It's the way it's, it's always, always been done. It's how we always do things. Yeah, can't change it now. It's how it, so it's always so my I say that to say this: so when you have a custom or tradition, it's important to know what the fuck are you preserving. Like, why are you doing it? Mm. What are you like? What are you keeping so sacred? That's going on Instagram for sure. <laughs> and and also anyone who's trying to try, trying to dress up like your traditions and your customs, which is misogyny and hatred, we see you. You can go fuck yourself. Please go fuck yourself. That was great. That was probably your best education yet. That energy was high. I like you. Don't you need to go away more often? You need to take two week vacations more often because when you come back, you are on fire. You are you are fuego. You are you are Dame Lillard right now. That's who you are. You are Dame Lillard. Oh, and and this podcast that, this praise, this podcast was like that's high praise. It was bro. it was it was staring at you and said, "I'm busting your ass." I've been busting your ass, and you just high. came out and you said, "Nah, Dame time, bye bye." That's high praise, bro. That's high praise. You don't want to see that boy. You better hope. You better hope no. you're able to get past. The, you better hope. That the warriors are merciful on you, no, because you do not want to see Portland. Oh, he's done it. No, he's he's done it. Like I'm, we we're already a victim. We're already a victim. That's what I'm saying. You don't want it again. But but that shit in Oakland, that was not. That wasn't what we got. That was way worse. No, that was way worse. That was way worse. That was way worse. He had to. He could have put a layup. Like he didn't have to shoot that from back there. He didn't have to do that. Mm-mm. No, <sighs> he had. No, he had to take that shot. Oh. He had to take that shot because oh, he that, knew ooh. he could make that shot. He like, practices I, that shot. I, like I had chills. I was I was sitting at the airport. And I saw this. I had chills. That was disgusting. Fucking chills. It I was, was disgusting. Like, oh, oh, like oh, oh. That was fucking awesome. I can't oh my wait. God, that was disgusting. I can't wait for the second round to kick off. Oh, uh, I better respect that man. I respect respect his name, dog. Game time. Game time. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, Ed. Thanks. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. All right. More African adventures. Yeah, it's, it's coming. <laughs>